0: a second visit with the Lori and Julia Book Club author, we got to talk to Kristen about two months ago. Kristen Harmel, excuse me, and we talked to her about the book of Lost Names, and now uh, we're talking to her about another amazing book she's written, The Forest of Vanishing Stars. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen.
1: Hi, it's so good to hear your voices again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Another another home run from you. Oh, geez, Louise. Oh, thank- you. Right. so
0: kristen give us the setup of the forest of vanishing stars and then we want to ask you how you found out about this amazing true story which this is a fictionalized it's, version of it but it's pretty incredible story so let's start with the setup of the book
2: yeah, absolutely. So it it is about um, a young woman who was kidnapped from her German parents on her second birthday by this woman named Yerusha, who feels like she's been called by the forest itself to take this girl, to raise her deep in the woods, and to give her just a different life. So she raises her with all the survival skills she'll need. But basically no skills of human contact because she raises her in almost complete isolation. So then the woman dies in 1942 and Yona, the main character, is kind of walking around the forest alone when suddenly her path crosses with that of a family of fleeing Jewish refugees. And for the first time, she learns what's happening in uh, the villages outside of the safety of her woods. So she, she learns that, um, Jews are being rounded up, put into ghettos. Uh, and being murdered by the Nazis. We, you know, we're right in the midst of World War II. So she has this decision. Does she stick to the safety of her forest like she's always been taught? Or does she step out of that safety zone and help and do what she can to save these people? And so, of course, she chooses the latter, or it would be a very short book. Right. Probably would mm-hmm. not be on your show talking to you. Um, but it becomes this story of coming of age, a story of identity. And ultimately, at its heart, is. It is about the, um, or it's based on the real life stories of Jewish refugees in Eastern Europe who really did survive in the forests that way for years. During the Second World War and walked out of the woods alive at the end of the war. I mean, the, the true stories behind this are just absolutely incredible.
0: So, how did you find out about the story of people that had lived in the forest? Yeah, lived in the forest. I mean, was it when you were doing were, you know your research on the Book of Lost Names or another no, one of your um, books?
2: That is, it's a great question. So, I've written several novels set in World War II France. And this is set in World War II Poland, um, actually in an area of Poland that is now Belarus, you know, just because of shifting Mm -hmm. national borders. Um, So, no, it was actually not during research for my other books. But it's something that I kept hearing mentions of here and there, um, just because it's such an extraordinary story. And. Um, You know, people reference it just in passing when you're talking about heroic stories of survival. And I remembered seeing a movie called Defiance that came out in 2008. Um, I think I saw it around 2009. It stars Daniel Craig. Um, as a man named Tubia Bielski, who, along with his brothers, led a um, a group of refugees into the forest. Um, and that group grew to more than twelve hundred people who hid in the forest and survived that way. So you know, I think when I kept hearing this mentioned again or just hearing, little references here and there to people who survived in the woods. I remembered that story and began looking back into it. Um, And the story that unfolded through the research was so much more in-depth and so much more incredible even than that movie, which was – which was an astounding, beautiful movie. I would highly recommend it. But, you know, you can only tackle so much in two hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I I dove into a year's worth of research on this. It's it just, gosh, it's just fascinating. And, in fact, one of the interesting things I get to do as part of this research was to speak to the youngest Bielski brother. So um, the movie is about the Bielski brothers, Um And the group they formed, the youngest brother, Aaron, was 14 when he fled into the woods in 1941. He's still alive. He lives in Florida, just a few hours away from where I live. Oh, my gosh. And uh, he's he's 94 now. And we had a chance to talk last summer, which was such an honor and such a privilege. I mean, if
1: you're just joining us, let's just mm -hmm. give the book a plug. We're talking with Kristen Harmel. The book is The Forest of Vanishing Stars. The cover is gorgeous, by the way. And um, we were talking about the story of the Bielski brothers and that you just how how cool that you got to sit down with this this 94 year old man and, and talk about his experiences.
2: It, I mean, what, what an opportunity. And, you know, these opportunities aren't going to be in front of us much longer. Right. We're, we're really, you know, we're losing the generation of people who were old enough to remember, um, what happened during that war. But his experience, um, his experiences were so moving and, and the way he framed it and what he felt he had learned from it. Just having that discussion with him was so tremendously powerful. And I think, um, I think it really became part of the heartbeat of this book. Like the story is not about the Bielski brothers. The story is not about Aaron Bielski. Um, it's a completely fictional story where the real life survivors are based very heavily on the way those people survived. Um, but just to talk to someone who'd been through that and who walked out of the forest forever changed based on that experience was, um, was really profound for me.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I'm wondering if, like, because Yona, when she, you know, she knows how to survive off the land. Mm-hmm. She knows how to defend herself, but she knows nothing about, you know, yeah. humans or whatever. But when she meets this group of Jewish refugees um fleeing the Nazis, and then when they have to... At one point, they have to go in deep into the forest and go into an area where she knows where there's a swamp. Right. And you're yeah. writing it. You know, you really have all this good wilderness stuff. And I'm just, it was so vivid. I'm wondering, is that from Mr.
2: Bialski? No, that no. is a great question. The, the wilderness stuff came from a few sources. So I did a ton of reading before. I started writing the book, just a ton of reading about everything I could get my hands on about the specific forest where this book is set, as well as survivor recollections. Um, And, you know, again, there were twelve hundred people that Mm. walked out as part of this BLC group, but there were other smaller groups in the forest too. And a lot of them have either written their own memoirs or have been interviewed um, and, you know, have kind of given their recollections. Yeah. But even after reading through all of that, I felt like I didn't totally have a handle on the forest, which really had to become a character. Because yes. the forest, you know, sustained them and sheltered them and betrayed them and protected them. And, you know, the, the forest is a character. So I ended up, connecting with this man named Vadim Sidorovich, who is a um an eco-tourism guide who he has a PhD and he leads um guided tours in English into the forest. He lives in the forest. And um I contacted him and told him what I was writing about and that I needed some help. And um and uh he um basically offered to become my research right arm in Belarus. So I would send him, I paid him by the hour um, and I would send him like 20 questions at a time and they would be things about the herbs and the flowers and the trees and the plants and you know how the survivors made stoves underground and how they would find shelter if they hadn't built their shelter yet and it started to rain or how they would escape somebody quickly if they needed to blend in. I mean, there were a million questions and he answered every single one in enormous detail. And I think, that made the difference between the forest simply being a backdrop mm-hmm. and the forest, I, I hope, coming alive as a character oh. because he he brought it alive for me. He, yeah,
0: you, it re, you really did. And, you know, and in your author's note at the end of the book and the story is just, you know, it's so it's it is good, even though, you know, it is heartbreaking at the same time, because. You write in your author's notes, think about this for a minute, approximately 3 million Jewish people were murdered in a single country, Poland. Yeah. I mean, that's really, it far outweighed any other country.
2: Yes. Yeah, so the chances of survival of these people who escaped into the woods were so low. I mean, that's what makes it so extraordinary that that against all all of those odds mm-hmm. against the odds of the Germans hunting them against the odds of you know the farmers on the edges of the forest hunting them you know for for rewards and against the odds of surviving the actual forest itself yes. you know these these bitter cold winters this inhospitable wilderness and And to think that they made it through, it's just, I mean, it's almost mind-boggling.
1: Yeah, it really is. Kristen, you're such a lovely, amazing writer. The book is The Forest of Vanishing Stars. I want to give a plug because every Wednesday night, you have Friends in Fiction. There's a Facebook page and you do a Facebook Live interviewing other authors um, at 6 o'clock Central Time here. And um, you do it with other authors that we love, Patty Callahan, Mary Kay Andrews, Mary Alice, um, can't think of her
2: last name, um, my, my, yeah, Mary Alice Monroe and, and Christy Woodson Harvey. Everyone has three right. names. <laughs> everyone has three names, except, I, except for you. Except me. You're I'm the the only... oddball. I don't know how they let me join. I know like, it. It's I, like, like, I don't even
1: belong there. I like that you just <laughs> have two, but we have to ask you. The book is so delicious. Has anybody optioned it, Did, you know,
2: for like a limited series or for a movie? Oh, gosh, I mean, from your lips, right? I, I hope that that happens soon. We're actually working on... Um, my previous book, The Book of Lost yes. Names, and yeah. then hopefully we'll be taking this one out soon. So if any of your listeners would like to option the
0: book. <laughs> well, <laughs> well right. we are always reaching know. out to Reese Witherspoon, and she sold her company today I, for a lot of money. I, I is, yes,
2: I assume. Exactly. And I assume she's probably listening. So Reese would just like to give me a call. i will tell her. Okay. I feel
1: like I tweeted her for we The did. Book of Lost Names. Which, you're just such a Ooh. lovely writer. It's <laughs> such a treat to have you twice, like in a month. you got to tell us the last oh great God. book you've read.
2: Ooh, um, oh, uh, Patty Callahan's Once Upon a Wardrobe, which comes out in October, and it is about... Um, uh, the true story behind uh, C.S. Lewis coming up with Narnia, coming up with the world of oh. Narnia. So it's just a beautiful, oh, it's so good. Once oh, upon a Oh, she wrote, yes, she wrote Savannah,
1: which we just loved. Thank she you for did. giving us a heads up, and we'll get in touch with her publicist. Perfect. Oh,
2: gosh, Perfect. we yes, love. I, she, she's
1: fantastic. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, love. Nice to chat with you, honey. And, and Kristen, we assume you're just
0: always uh, working on your next book. You're always writing.
2: I am, yeah, I have one coming out I think next summer. It's tentatively scheduled for next summer. Okay. Um, and it's a return to World War Two France. So uh, the back to back to what I'm known for, World War II France.
1: <laughs> well, you're just You're so, so good at you're so you're good. You're known for we good love writing. talking
0: to you, love reading your books, The Forest of Vanishing Stars. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to talk to you two again. Absolutely. Have a good day.